Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the podcast where three familiar characters have a couple of drinks and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben and today I'm drinking a Blue Moon once again. Uh, and locked in with me this week we have... I'm Chris and I'm drinking a Coke. And I'm Mike and I'm drinking a gin and tonic that's a bit heavy on the gin. <sighs> that's some good gin. So, how does it work? Each week we'll get locked into one of the Infinite Escape Room's many themed escape rooms. We'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. Puzzles crafted from my own supply of elbow grease and earwax. If we get stuck, we can ask for a clue, but that will add a minute onto our time. If we don't escape within an hour, terrible things shall befall us. So, are we ready? Yes! Let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. This week we find ourselves in a lofty atrium. The smell of highly polished wood fills our nostrils. Below us is a beautiful parquet floor with the highest of sheens, the kind that makes you want to skid onto your knees across it. The floors drift off down hallways marked dormitories, staff quarters and classrooms. Ahead of us is a grand staircase, above which is a large marble plaque. It reads, Dicity Opus Moritur. We must be in a private boarding school. It looks like the occupants are still out skiing in the Alps, but we'd best escape before a groundskeeper catches us and forces us to watch videos of a certain ex-British politician who gets friendly with swine. Behind us are two large oak doors locked by three whimsical padlocks. Let's escape. Before us, we have the Science Room, the Prefect Common Room, and the Ancient Languages Room. What do we fancy first? On the basis we've just had a little journey through um, Etymology Valley, mm, I wouldn't is... mind the Old Words Room. That's my puzzle. So, you head off down the corridor marked Classrooms, and find yourselves at the Ancient Languages door. You pull it open, and it clicks gently behind you. In this old room, you see three lines of desks, each with benches rather than chairs. Towards the front of the room, there is a desk with a chair behind it for the teacher to sit, a blackboard, and two bookshelves. The wall opposite you is a large floor-to-ceiling window with a view out onto the grounds. What would you like to do? Christopher? Uh, I drifted off to... <laughs> <laughs> Back in class, wake up, cunt. Um, you said there was a big floor-to-ceiling window looking out onto the grounds. Can we take a wee looky-loo at yon floor-to-ceiling window, please? Of course. So you wander over to the window, past some of the desks, and it's a, a large single-glazed window, broken up into smaller squares, some of which open. Outside of the window, you see the, uh, the ground sort of rolling down to a small valley, and in the middle of your view is a large ash tree. That's about all you can see. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. So we also had two big bookcases and three rows of desks. That's correct. With idly biddly little benches on them. Now, what can we inspect the desks? Of course you can. Each desk is sort of almost the width of the room with a corridor going down each side. It's a continuous desk for multiple people to sit at. But you can see clearly that there are individual spaces. Each space has got a, a little leather pad that, uh, that you can put your paper on. And the desks are angled very much like a writing desk. On closer inspection to these desks, you see that there are small lines in the wood uh, either side of the leather pad. And towards the top of the desk, there is, a, there is a hinge. So it looks like these desks open. Can we open up all the desks? Of course you can. So you um, would you like to start at the front? Yeah, yeah, let's just do it in order. Sure. So you um, you open up each of the desks on the front row. There's uh, not an awful lot in them, a bit of chewing gum here and there. The desks on the second row are very much similar, as are most of the desks on the back row. Most? Hmm. Indeed. However, in the centre desk on the back row, uh, you find a very dirty magazine. What's it called? Geology Weekly. <laughs> ah, very good. Yeah. Is it is it just dirty as in grubby? No, it's got uh, soil on the front. Yeah, yeah. As in, like, is it one of those ones which is like, hey, this week's oil sample is... Can we open up a magazine and check there's not a porn in it? Like, someone's not hidden a porn mag in a Geology Weekly mag. 
you can, of course. Um, so flicking through the uh, the magazine, uh, you see such interesting articles such as dishing the dirt on soil, granite gannet gets stony response, and salty Sue's silty saunter. The granite gannet sounds really quite filthy. <laughs> Turning to the article, you see a large stone seagull. A lot, sorry, a large stone seagull. Yeah. Oh, a granite gannet. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, on the uh, on the uh, flipping through the uh, the magazine and, and over onto the back page, you see that uh, somebody has written uh, on the back page. You see the markings. Well, so the first marking looks a bit like a U. However, uh, the left hand side of the U descends below the bottom of of the U. Next is a capital B, but rather than being sort of rounded, the the two bowls to the right of the B downy bit are very angular, as though they could have been sort of carved. Then there are two words, superiora loca, and then there's that ohm symbol. Uh, the ohm symbol, sorry, is that the O with the strike through? That's sort of like uh, like an O, but with an empty, uh, with an open bottom and two lines going either side. So not what I was thinking then. Oh, I was thinking the same thing you were, Mike. Thank you, Chris. It's fine. You'll um, you'll remember it from uh, physics class. Uh, I don't remember uh, physics class. <laughs> we had a really bad teacher in physics class. Sorry, Ben. This B. So the it's not really the, a B. The it's B like that's not a B. Runes. Oh yeah, I was going to say. So instead of it being like if it was like sideways boobs as a normal B, this is like robot boobs. Oh uh, <sighs> yes, yeah, I suppose so. Yes, excellent. Side robot boobs. That's how you're going to describe a B. Sorry, so you described it as a runic bee, showing where your priorities yeah. lie in runes, and mine is robot boobs, which sums up my priorities. <laughs> is, that, is that your next career move? Robots and titties. Sex, sex bots. Is that what you're <gasps> working towards? Oh my god, yeah, that'd be great. I feel there's like a gap in the market to just have like, you know, that place around the corner that's just got like a sex bot in a cupboard. But like, it'd be like one of those um, German self-cleaning toilets. So you get out of the cubicle and it just like sterilizes. You, you know, you know, they exist. Yeah. I mean, maybe not the self-cleaning part. Oh, that's the gap in the market, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. So Ben, uh, so we've got, let's see. So we've been through the desks. Uh, you said there was a large blackboard at the front. Is there anything on it? Uh, no. Uh, aside from the fact that you can see that things have been on it and, and have been rubbed off, there are no lines legible. It's just sort of the chalk dust. Is there any chalk? Uh, no. And there's a master's desk at the front as well. There is. I say I say masters because they're always they're always masters in these schools, can aren't we, they? Can we inspect that desk at the front? Uh, of course you can. So the um, the desk is wooden. It has sets of drawers down either side of it from the uh, from the teacher's side. Sitting sort of at the at the desk or, or sort of standing behind it as the teacher would, you see again a, a large leather rectangle so that you're not writing onto hardwood. To the left uh, back of the desk, there is sort of some uh, pencils and bits and bobs, and uh, to the right is a small bonsai tree. How how um are these leather like pads? Are they affixed to the desk? Yes. So I can't move them off or anything. No, they're very fancy. I'd quite like one of those. We have a look at the uh, bonsai tree. Of course you can. It's um it's a looks like a small birch tree. It's got sort of leaves on it. It's been uh, shaped so it looks fairly natural. Um, you could imagine if uh, if it had been put in a in a sort of a scene, it would look sort of quite realistic, like a large tree. A bit like an ash tree, for example. Yes, but it's birch. Hmm. Um. Uh, these drawers yes. in the in the the teacher's desk. Can we take a, a little rifle through them? Of course. So the the top uh, left one opens to reveal just sort of pens, pencils, and rubbers, and the rest are locked. Hmm. Like a key lock, or uh, yes, there's a key lock uh, to each of them. So uh, yeah, it's not like you unlock one; you'd have to lock unlock each of them individually. Okie dokie. And I think there was uh, two bookcases as well, wasn't there, Chris? Yeah, uh, I believe so. Oh, we're going to look at them. 
That sounds like a capital idea, Baba Benjo. Can we take a little look at these bookcases? Of course. So you look at uh, both of the uh, bookcases. They're all rammed with, or all full of books, uh, all of which look uh, basically identical. Perhaps uh, they've all been written by the same author or perhaps they've been sort of rebound to all look the same. The curious thing is that for all these books, only five of them have got any writing on the spines. Would you like to inspect the spines of those that have writing? I think that would be a good idea. So we have a book called Ancient Greek Letters and Orthography, written in uh, sort of a gold colour. There's a book on Sanskrit, that's got silver letters. There is a Aztec Ideograms, also written in silver. There is uh, a Latin Dictionary, written in gold. And the Firthawk, also written in gold. Sorry, um, can I have the last two again? Uh, a Latin Dictionary and the Firthawk. The Firthawk? The Firthawk. So, uh, Foxtrot, Uniform, Tango, Hotel, Oscar, Romeo, Charlie. Huh. And what colours were they? Uh, the last two were both gold. Sorry, Chris, I interrupted you. Can we take the, uh, well, I can't pronounce it, what was it, the Firthawk? Fir- the Firthawk, yes. Yeah, that one. Can we, can we have a rummage through it? Of course you can. So, taking the large tome off of the bookcase, uh, you're going to want to put this on the desk because it's rather heavy. You uh, flick through the pages and you see very angular-looking uh, symbols on the left-hand pages and a description of each on the right. Um, can we look up and see if the symbols we encountered earlier in there, the uh, the U that looks like a P with the top chopped off, um, robot boobs, and ohm? <laughs> of course you can. So, uh, the um, rifling through it, you find the, uh, the, the B-looking symbol. On the right-hand side, it tells you that this is called the Beork symbol, and uh, its meaning <coughs> is birch tree. Okay. I mean, that corresponds a little bit to the uh, the, the bonsai tree. Maybe. It does. Do we need to, like, tear the bonsai tree up? And I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, it makes me smile that it's called Bjork as well, because that's we, a lady. Should we try the other books? Uh, yeah, let's go for it. How, what, how, many, what, how many things were written down? That just, that just crossed my mind. Oh, well, there were on. five books. Yeah. There's five books, but how many things were on the Ah, well, we had the, the U, Robot Boobs, Superiora Loca, and Ohm. So I'm guessing Superior Loca we should be able to find in the Latin Dictionary. Probably. You can indeed. You, uh, you heave off the um, Latin Dictionary from the shelf and again plonk it down onto the desk. Looking up, you, uh, you see that Superior Loca uh, roughly translates to upwards. Okay, can we check the other books for the remaining symbols without having to do this manual? <laughs> yeah, let's check. Oh, let's match it. It's fun. Um, um, I'll let you take that one, Mike. Okay. You should you should be able to get this in one. Now I'm more confused. I mean, hang on. Sanskrit and Aztec aren't going to be there, so it'll be ancient Greek. Correct. You uh, you take off the ancient Greek letters and orthography from the de- from the shelf and pop that onto the desk. Heaving it open, you see that very much like the full thought, it's got letters on the or symbols on the left hand side and explanations on the right. Looking uh, towards the end of the book, you start at the end and flick through to the beginning for some reason there is the omega symbol which looks like the um the, the symbol towards the end of that uh, that bit of writing um you see that this uh, is commonly used to denote resistance okay carrying on through the book you see this little um u-like symbol it's pronounced my in ancient greek and it's commonly used in science for denoting a micro so the small birch what was it was that uplift upwards wasn't it upwards resistance what if we pull it out of its little pot yeah sure maybe it's under there maybe like maybe it's like give like 
oomph to the little birch. Can we can we can we can we depot the little birch, Ben? So you um, wrap your hand around the uh, the trunk of this small tree and lift, and everything comes with that. I mean, the the, the pun comes comes up from the table as well. The pun is a, is a pot. I've got a literal pun in this puzzle. <laughs> Wait, hang on, sorry. Why is a pun called a pot? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. A, a, a pot that you put a bonsai in is called a pun. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> no, stop it. Chris, it's knowledge. How can you not like knowledge, you old miser? It's, it's the pun. The knowledge is fine. The, but the pun is holding bonsai trees. Sure. Placing your hand uh, firmly on the pun, and uh, and with another hand wrapped around the uh, the trunk of this small tree, you uh, you heave it out of the out of its bowl, and uh, you realise that this tree actually isn't made of wood. It's uh, it's sort of made of a, a very thin porcelain, and the, the tree begins to crumble in your grasp. Out of all the the porcelain dust, uh, drops a small wooden object onto the desk. The wooden object looks like a small tree. In the side of it is uh, inscribed the words Yold Bjork Ka which is Old English for Old Birch Key. And you have solved my puzzle. Hey! Woo. The uh, the door opens and you uh, can make your way back down the corridor to the large atrium. So, I think we now have the science room and the prefect common room left. What are we feeling? I'm easy like the proverbial Sunday morning. I am curious to see what fresh hell Chris has cooked up in the science room. I can only imagine it's the entire periodic table. To the science room! To the science room. <laughs> Okay, that's my puzzle then. You enter the science room. In front of you are rows of high desks with stools for the children to sit on. In the far corner of the room is a sealed experiment container, which is filled with thick smoke. At the front of the room is a large projector screen. On it is written the following message. I didn't have time to finish the homework. Please work out which chemicals we've produced. We need at least one that is red, one blue and one green. I think they're supposed to bubble foam or smoke as well what would you like to do mm. um can we take a look at this uh this here experiment yeah you go over to it the smoke in the container is incredibly thick at the front of the container are three numbers one two and three <coughs> what what have i missed sorry no it's just me being a child okay so there's the the smoke in the container is incredibly thick nine levels of an inside job <laughs> Theresa may's got brexit in the pocket this is great uh, very thick fog indeed <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry Chris I've lost it I'm, I'm, it's a really strong gin these correspond to the three test tubes you can just make out as a shadow through the smoke there is a post-it stuck to the front of the container it reads I only got so far I think the second test tube is red the test tube with the blue liquid is smoking the first test tube is foaming we can't stop the experiment until we work out what everything is Hmm. That's a good one, Ben. Hmm. Um, we haven't inspected the little desk yet. Yeah. Let's. Can we have a look at some of the desks? You go to the desks. Um. There's a little bit of clutter, some stuff the uh, kids have clearly left out while they were working on this project. But uh, there's nothing that particularly stands out. Hmm. So that's all the things in the room, isn't it? We had the experiment, you the overhead have, projector. You have everything you need to solve the puzzle. Ooh. Okay. So can I just uh, double uh, check what this poster note said? I think it said that. Uh, Two was red, we think. The second test tube is red. Yeah. There is another test tube that is blue and smoking. Yep. And the first test tube is foaming. Yep. Cool. And you, the note on the projector says that you should have a one test tube that is red, one is blue, and one is green. And that they should also be one that bubbles, one that foams, and one that smokes. Mike? Um, okay, so one that bubbles... 
So say we need red, blue, and green. One that bubbles, one that foams, and one that... I've written swollen, which is just weird. Um, smokes. There we go. Can't read my own handwriting. So the second, te- the first test tube's got to be green. Hmm. And so the second test tube must be red and bubbling. Yeah. What does that do with regards to us solving things? Uh, can we get at the test tubes at all? Um, no, there's no way uh, to get in there. And the, uh, the you don't really want to let that smoke out. It doesn't look particularly healthy. Mm. I did that once at school. I breathed in hydrochloric acid gas. Um, yeah, it was terrible. so much. <laughs> God. <laughs> so we know what... Okay, so we think we know what's in the tubes. The over projector said solve the home where you need to have one of each. There's something we've missed, I get the feeling, in... Oh, well, the, the post-it note says we can't stop the experiment until we work out what everything is. Okay, well, we can stop the experiment because we think we've worked out what everything so is. So what do you what do you think is in test tube one? Oh, what do we think is in them? Yeah. Red and bubbling. Um, green, green and foaming was in one, wasn't it? Oh, was it green foaming? Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong set of notes. Yeah, green foaming. Yeah, and test tube two? Um, was uh, red and bubbling. Yeah, and test, test tube three? Uh, blue and smoking. Well done, you have unlocked the science key. <laughs> you you take the science key and you walk back out to the lobby I was looking for about 15 levels more complexity than existed I think we have the uh, prefect common room left sweet, that's my puzzle so you rock up to the prefect's common room like the cool kid you are um, unlike prefects who are not cool they're totally lame rule lovers who smell their own bums you step through the uh, the door to the prefect's common room into a, a cosy kind of little, little sitting room. The parky uh, the parky floor kind of uh, motif very much carried on in this uh, this rather sort of comfy, welcoming space for for no good brown nosing prefect. You step through the little archway door, closes behind you with an audible clickety clunk. Before you, you have the prefect's common room, consisting of a nice and merry little fireplace, a lectern. A large throne upon which the prefects hand out their judgments, and the confiscated items cupboard. What would you like to do? Can I have a look in the confiscated items cup cup cupboard? You certainly can. So, um, great big wooden uh, cupboard, all sort of with chains and things across it, which are just basically there for effect because they're not really holding it closed. But it's got confiscated items written across it in great big white letters, so you know it's definitely the confiscated items cupboard. Uh, you pop it open. And inside is all the things that uh, the prefects have uh, have confiscated throughout the week. You've got, um, let's see, you've got uh, somebody's lunch. Uh, you've got some knuckle dusters, lots of cigarettes, uh, a pro-yo, uh, some fidget spinners, a gun, and uh, Timmy Squiggins, sorry, Timmy Squidkinson's Latin homework uh, entitled Key Phrases. What, what was it you said that? A pro-yo? A pro-yo. What the f- is a pro-yo? <gasps> You're so old. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a dad. Uh, so I'm going to say, what is a pro yo? <laughs> uh, what a pro yo? <laughs> ben, you're so, you're so young. <laughs> so young. Pro yos were, do you remember the yo yo craze of the early 2000s? Right. Yeah, pro yo was like the yo yo you wanted. So you're saying I'm old because I don't remember something from the early 2000s? Y- yes. Okay. You'd, uh, if, you, if you were there, you'd remember. In fact, you wouldn't just remember pro yo, you'd remember yo mega as well. They were kind of maybe the two I'm, competing. Maybe I'm really young. Maybe I'm actually 20. See, I remember the yo-yo phrase from the late 90s. Oh, God. Am I, am, I, might have gone, I might have gone too far forward. It might be the late 90s. 
Because I was in primary school when it was... I would have been in year seven. Uh Anyway, why is there a gun in here as well? Oh, it's just stuff they confiscate. Okay. Uh, What was the last thing that they confiscated that you you read out in a suspiciously precise manner? Uh, Timmy Timmy Squidkinson's Latin homework entitled Key Phrases. Can we have a look at the key phrases on Timmy (laughs) Timmy Squidkinson's? Squidkinson's. Squidkinson's, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I, it was more fun to write than it was to say, it turns out. Yeah. Um, uh, do you, I mean, I could spell his name for you, but it won't do you any good. Um, no. Yeah, so uh, Timmy Squickinson's Latin homework's just a, a sheet of uh, good old-fashioned graph paper uh, upon which he's been trying to uh, to neatly write out this one phrase, uh, liberatum ostium arcus superposita. Is there any translation of that available? Uh, no, he's just been writing that phrase out over and over and over. And ben, get off Google. <laughs> Have it again, please. Ben, A, get off Google, and B, get your bloody Latin dictionary out. Can't believe we both did a Latin puzzle. I think uh, you'll find that I don't use Google. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wow. Get off Ask Jeeves. Duck, 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 go. Uh, sorry, the, the phrase again is uh, libertatum ostium arcus superpositor. Liberatum ostium liberatus. Uh, libertatum ostium arcus superpositor. Like a superpositor. I bet the last bit's got something to do with a posi drive screwdriver. It's definitely what it is. Definitely. Damn, you've solved my puzzle. You get out one of your fifteen screwdrivers. <laughs> um, hmm. Could we? Uh, could we have a look at the lectern, please? Sure. So uh, the lectern is uh, is in the corner. Upon the lectern is a great big, well thumbed book entitled School Rules. So it's, uh, it's sort of got a little spotlight shining down upon it on which you can see little motes of dust. This is clearly something the prefects hold in great, great regard. Can we open it up and have a look at the school rules, please? Uh, sure thing. Uh, inside is uh, cigarettes and porn. Uh, it's been hollowed out. Um, it's just filled with cigarettes and porn. Can I stash the porn, please? Certainly. Where, yeah. Where, where would you like to stash it? Well, I've, I've clearly got a trench coat from stash and porn, so um, I'm one of the pockets. Yeah, sure. Okay, so you you pocket the porn. Are you eating our traits again, Chris? No. <laughs> Where did you find them? Were they in the confiscated cupboard? One second, we'll finish it off. These um these cigarettes in this <laughs> yeah. um in this hollowed out book, um <laughs> are they discernibly different from the cigarettes found in the confiscated cupboard? Uh, no, these are a person who smokes. Not quite sure what the brands are. Marlboros, probably smoking. That's yeah. a thing, isn't Pro- pro- it? Probably extra slims, because I guess maybe children need smaller cigarettes. Uh, yeah, probably. <gasps> Wait, does extra slim mean... mean... <laughs> no, Chris, they don't make you lose weight. <laughs> I didn't think that. But oh, I've never thought about... <laughs> is that, does that mean the, the actual cigarette itself is, is slim, is thinner? Didn't that used to be a thing with cigarettes? I'm, I'm trying to no remember like, the old adverts from when we were kids, from when they started billboards up. Can we go and have a look at the throne? Uh, sure thing. So it's um, a uh, sort of large wooden chair, a nice sort of nice arches underneath the uh, the legs, kind of smoothing into each other with the kind of little lion's paw things at the bottom of each foot to make it really imposing. Basically, somewhere for the head prefect to sit when he's dishing out judgments on uh, on the lesser children. It's uh, sprayed with gold leaf and great big thick velvet red cushions on it, making it very very lush that's all there really is to see on the chair however the uh, the floor directly beneath it is is rather scuffed up is there anything interesting about these scuffs uh yes it looks rather like there's a scuff emanating from each of the uh each of the feet uh moving in a lateral motion about uh, a meter directly backwards 
Ah, almost like the, the chair has been pulled forwards. I, I, I suppose if a person of uh, super deductive powers were to make that assumption, they wouldn't be entirely wrong. Interesting. Um, well, in that case then, can we have a look at the fire? Sure thing. It's uh, it's large uh, brick fireplace with a nice big chimney flue going up into the ceiling. There's uh, the, the still warm um, ashes and kind of a half-burnt log of a, a lovely prefect common room warming fire remaining. Sort of hot enough for you to be able to feed it, but not so not too hot to touch. Uh, in the embers of the fire, a, a charred book, and you can see just tucked above the flue of the chimney are lots of cigarettes uh, and pornography taped to the inside. <laughs> Interesting. Can we have a look at this book, please? Sure thing. The book is a scorched Latin primer. Um, half it's been burned away. What's on the other half? A burn. Okay. Oh, sorry. Not the... Sorry, yeah. This this half has been burnt away. What's on the unburnt half? Oh, I see. Um, a, a Latin primer. Is there anything more? Like, like I, I was hoping for more details. Okay, so um, this, uh, this, this sort of half of the book is the primer for Latin. <laughs> uh, it God. would give... It would give... Sorry. So it's actually where I'm finding the uh, the logic hole in my own puzzle. Um, uh, this would give a person, for example, uh, with sort of sufficient time and study, the ability to uh, to understand uh, Latin or at least the basics of it. Unfortunately, there's only half of it. If I flick through half of it really fast, Bing, will... you learned half of Latin. Perfect, thank you. <laughs> you leveled up. You get to choose a skill. So, uh, so this this um, Latin diction- Latin primer. Um, does it, we sort of look up a word and it would tell us its meaning or Chris Chris has just learned half of Latin yeah I've learned half of Latin what would you want to know could you please tell me how to say we're stuck get us out of here in Latin uh, I'm afraid that that entire phrase happens to be in the other half of Latin that I, that I don't know what about um, what about decoding this this homework uh, I might be able to help with that uh, especially if the creator of the puzzle can help me with <laughs> this Latin. <laughs> I just wanted to. I was, I was like, I need to step in, but watching Chris squirm is fun. Um, so Chris's newly uh, Latinified brain um, does yep. a couple of Roman things. Has a has a little wash in the vomitorium. Um, has a no. <clears throat> um, so Chris's half Latin brain has half translated the um, little Timmy Squidkinson's uh, homework. Um, mm. Chris can now read it as our yay Edom fray, eyes lay above way, ethway, orday, archway way. Very interesting. But, yeah. I think something about the arches in the in the chair. Could we um, could we have a little look underneath the throne, please? Sure thing. On close inspection, you can see the the scuff marks, but it also appears to be resting on a uh, a collection of uh, loose bits of parquet flooring, which are somewhat separate from the rest, almost like they're supposed to be moved together. Hmm. Okay, we might need to decode this um, this a little further to figure out. What... Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a bit of hidden floor. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was trying to describe it, and I realised I obscured the actual. It's a bit of floor you can lift away. Oh, can we lift the bit of floor away? You hit the chair. <laughs> I'm having real problems imagining this. You're suffering from concussion, Chris. <laughs> could we, um, could we please push the chair backwards? You certainly can. Uh, somewhat along the the scuff lines. Sure thing. Now can we lift the floor up? You can. The bit of floor encounters nothing but sweet, clean air and no chair. <laughs> um, 
revealing um, <laughs> a little a little cubby hole uh, dug away in the floor by the prefects. It's full of cigarettes and porn. It's also got a pig's head in a jar in it and the dummy's guide to Latin. Can I, uh, before we move on to the dummy's guide to Latin, can I keep grabbing the porn? Like, I want to stuff as much of that into my trench coat as possible. Certainly. Uh, your your trench coat is now more porn than coat. <laughs> um, can I go to the idiot's guide for Latin? You certainly can. And can I do the flick through it to transfer the Latin into my brain? You, you can. So, as you know, that is how books work. Um, yeah. You press it really hard against your forehead and all the knowledge <laughs> seeps out through um, Latin osmosis into your brain. You now have level two Latin. Is this like a Matrix moment? Um, yeah, sure. I, I mean, alternatively, I you could eat the book to gain its powers. Ah, okay. That, that, that. Do I now know enough Latin to translate that phrase? Uh, certainly. So what would I translate it to? Okay, so you translated libera, libertar, libertatim ostium arcus superpositor to aria eum frey easily above yay ethe orde arch way way you've translated that now with your level two latin to your freedom lies above the door archway i i i guess this is uh, i'm guessing this is the archway that we came in from so could we take a look above that archway please sure thing there's a key stuck there with some bubble gum <laughs> god you have found the higher arch key the higher arc key first first question that i'm asking next week or so next time is there a key i can see anywhere so with the higher arch key sorry with the hierarchy uh, clutched firmly in hand uh, wiping off a little bit of bubble gum you unlock the door to the prefect's common room and step out of that nest of vipers and back in to the boarding school lobby fantastic so with that we insert the old bjork care K, K, whatever it's called, the science key and the hierarchy key uh, into the three Wimperswell padlocks and escape. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe Hooray! to iTunes, Spotify, <laughs> and your favouritist podcast app. If you get a chance, please give us a rating and a bit of a review, as it really helps us to reach new ears. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and glance at our gleaming mugs on Instagram. We hope that you enjoyed this episode, and we hope to see you again for another Infinite Escape Room. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. One of those machines they use to churn butter, just like. <laughs> <laughs>